0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to another episode of Grown Up Gay with your boy Vaughn
1: And your boy Malik what's poppin'
0: Malik it actually hasn't been that long Since we've seen each other cause we were just In the A together But how have you been since you've last recorded Let the people know
1: Peace of A-Town down Me and Vaughn were just together Um just a few days ago At my house Having a good time At your beautiful ass
0: house Thank you friend oh,
1: Thank That you. view Thank you um, Yeah so we were together recording and, and working We have another awesome Good shit coming for you guys That I can't wait yes. to hear um, But uh, outside of that It was nice I went to a Cinco de Mayo party My best friend Cinco de um, Homo Yep Cinco de Mayo party on Sunday My best friend Marquez had his Housewarming this nigga gonna have three house
0: warmers, y'all. You know, he's a house. Okay, you know what I'm saying? He got he got so many <laughs> he good. He said bitch, free. all the houses are gonna be warm. I don't care how many of for them real. I have. Like, or I've been in, they're like, all gonna be a, warm.
1: He has a beautiful space. He's done so so like just so much like nice upgrades to it or whatever. So I went to his house and you know, hung out in fellowship, saw a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while. So that was amazing. Um Saturday night, hung up with the straight folks in Buckhead. Interesting. To say the least, you know, gay men. I'm not not gay men. You know, straight men that are really comfortable with themselves, they do not mind being very bromancy. You know what I'm saying? He's straight. Like, huh? He's straight. Um, you know, I just I was hanging out with the straight people. Oh, whatever. okay. You know, I was in Bucket hanging out with the straight people, and there were just so many just straight guys that. Were so touchy-feely And so comfortable And it was very interesting Like, hmm
0: A lot of them love gay men And love to, like, do Quote-unquote gay shit with gay men Because they, they know they can be like Ah, I'm straight
1: Yeah, but and then you're it like, also mm. Maybe think about the the, the a, a, Another topic Well Obviously the, the I, My standpoint is Well, what do What do queer people look like? You know But oh. I was thinking Do I look Do I Present more And I guess more gay I don't know like did they even know that I was gay
0: You know what's so funny I had that experience once The only time that I've ever been quote unquote clocked In public to my knowledge at least In regard to my sexual orientation Not that it's actually anything to clock but you know that's just terminology Um (laughs) I (laughs) went I went to (laughs) Lenscrafters This was like a year and a half ago I went to Lenscrafters And you ever have a day where you know you look good Yes like I had That's one of those about days. every day for me, bitch. Dude, I, okay, I, I I don't. I'm sorry, that was my phone. I don't. I don't know what that experience is like. But I, had, I don't either. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> I had one of those days where it was like, I had a fresh ass cut. I had on a new outfit, some new shoes. he was fresh, like manny petty. the waves was busting all types of three sixty like just I knew I looked so I was nicely moisturized and lotioned, and I smelled really good. so I walked in to lens crafters now to pick up my contacts, and the lady at the counter was flirting with me, right, mm-hmm. and she goes, ooh, I gotta and it was you know usually whenever a straight woman. Flirt with me, I'm always like, oh, that's cute, but yeah, mm, you, like downplay it. But it's also kind of sad because I'm clearly gay. Um, so, you know, sometimes I'd be thinking like, hmm, what if? <laughs> no, but um, if listen, if the if the cha- if sugar mom, if you were sugar mom, sugar mom, mom, I'm your sugar you know, mom. I already got a little sugar in my tank. Just put a little. I'm just joking. But anyway, any I already got a little sugar in my tank. You just add a little more. It's I'm just, okay. But anyway. So she's like flirting with me, or whatever. We're talking, and it's her and this other lady. And the other lady's like, Ooh, you know, you look, you smell so good. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, thank you. i ain't feeling myself or whatever. And then, like, she goes, Oh, I got somebody for you. And here I am thinking, Oh, God, she's going to talk about how one of her nieces. Right, you know, because I got I got to my, I my get that shit all the time. Just working for school, shit listen perfect for you. Listen, I'm telling you, I get that shit all the time, especially from African women. African women are always trying to set me up with one of their nieces, one mm. of their little cousins, the, one of their young some, sisters, somebody always. You may so, marry rich. So, so listen, hmm. I'll do some strange for you. That may be your chain. ticket to the <laughs> upper side. So she's like uh-huh and she goes oh he, he's he's only like 35 too you a little yeah and i said wait 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 a minute he i didn't say that out loud but i was like wait what he and then like I, so i kind of looked at her like huh and then she was like oh my god i don't mean to offend you i thought you were gay and i was like i am and She's like, oh, okay i figure because you're too cute to be heterosexual and i was Ooh. like okay mm. well it's the compliment <laughs> i'm gonna take it it's like a- Okay So yeah I've had that experience once Yeah So
1: Overall I had a A good weekend uh, And it was awesome seeing you friend
0: It really was It was really nice yeah. to be back in Atlanta And I said this the last time I was there But Atlanta really does Actually kind of feel like home for me Which is weird to say um, mm-hmm. Because I've I, For me Jamaica will always be home And like Florida is my second home Miami and, and Fort Lauderdale, Broward County to be specific Because I don't know what the fuck happens in North Florida That's that's not, you know That's a whole other world But um, every time I go back to Atlanta I, I have to say I absolutely feel a sense of comfort And a sense of just, you know, home it feels very comfortable um, yeah. I was running around like crazy I didn't get to see everyone that I wanted to see Um Because I literally was doing a million things I was actually in Atlanta for my cousin's wedding My cousin's wedding was beautiful Beautiful, beautiful Um, I had some really good conversations With my older cousins Because I'm on the younger side Of the majority of my family Um, There's a a subset of younger kids But they're like 15 So it's weird It's cool but kind of weird um, Being in that space now where it's like You're not the young kid at the family event But you're also not like the grown, grown kid, grown, you know, the adult at the family event because you're like in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had some really good conversations, especially with um, one of my cousins. We were talking about um, a lot of just financial stuff and a lot of bettering ourselves to better our, you know, the next generation kind of conversations. And it was really good to see that, you know, when you have family that's doing really good, like they're hardworking and they're doing really, really good.
1: You're happy for them. You're so
0: you're right. It, it makes you feel good. It right? makes you like, feel good like to know that them like, doing so good. Come on, excellence, and it's not yeah. just one of us. It's like across the board. Um, it's encouraging. Yeah. So it was, tomorrow, it was my cousin is
1: graduating from Georgia State. She's getting her masters come in on, uh, edu- her masters in education. So shout out to come on masters. Uh, we love a master. Shout
0: out to Erica. Love you. Congratulations, Erica. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, overall, I had a good week. Today was a lot, but. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited about this weather change in New York. I'm ready for spring. I'm not quite ready for summer. I need like two more months to get the body where it needs to get. But you know what? Whether I get the summer body in August or in in you know May, <laughs> it's, it's still gonna be a summer body, <laughs> regardless. So um, but that was that. Let's go ahead and get right on into our grow. Our get it together. Get it to get, I need to get it together. Clearly, you, let right, say, Vaughn, get right. it together. Let's, get, let's, <laughs> let's dive right into our get it together. Malik, take it away.
1: You guys. So if you're new to the show, get it together is a section where Vaughn and I sound off on health, fitness, and mental tips that and also social issues too, lots of social issues (laughs) that we think people need to get it together on. So today my get it together is about judging and how dangerous judging others and judging yourself is. The other day I saw a tweet and the tweet just was about, uh, it said something like somebody went through the same thing had the same amount of money, the same amount of time, the same amount of this, the same amount of that, and they came out on top. So can you? And you know, people will instantly look at that like, "Oh, that's what's up. So, that's positive. That's encouraging." But what about the people who that doesn't encourage? And mm. I was thinking about how damn like we just we have we don't have any like no real empathy towards the people who really are suffering. Like not the people who just you know are functioning and just making it, you know, people who are just they can handle it. But what what about the others who do come up in the same background as we do? Like they have the same economic standing and they have a harder time recouping from adversity. Like I think we should be a lot more kind and stop judging everybody's situation so harshly and stop being so critical. And just show people a little bit more grace Absolutely You know One thing that that you could do Is just start monitoring your thoughts Think about what you're thinking And As you're thinking about these things Are these things harmful Are they helpful Be honest about it Look for the positive Judgments are negative Avoid stereotyping so saying things like This kind of person hangs out here Well if they dress like this They do this If they Didn't finish college Then they must be like this Obviously Please stop judging yourself Because those who are, all, who are always so fucking critical Of others are the harshest Internally mm. And last but not least Remember how it feels when others are critical and harsh to you, and be better to yourselves, you guys. So, stop judging and stop writing that crazy judgmental shit on online too. It's really not nice. Get it together.
0: All right, you. That was a bit of a word. Feel <laughs> like you. I mean, you feel like you just got the whole class together. I like that. Um, Listen get I saw it
1: on Twitter And I was like you know what This is some shit I need to call out Like
0: I think nigga, we, we're all a bit judgmental Absolutely we're, we're all we're all are, bit judgmental. We
1: all are a bit judgmental For sure And we're all judging ourselves And I think that you know the way we get closer to that is Just trying to Get closer to Some type of spirituality And You know some therapy
0: <laughs> Not therapy <laughs> um, My get it together for this week um, Is kind of a Two things tied into one um, My get it together for this week is to eat And remain consistent uh, I've, as I think everyone knows by now That I'm like trying to like get snatched You know what I mean? For the gods, for the you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to get it together, literally. And you're already uh, there, by the
1: way. Let's let's make sure we
0: note that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You know, I've been trying, Um, but no, I've been really inconsistent um, for the past, I want to say, three months, especially. Um, And I'm just. This is more so a challenge, literally, for myself to kind of regain control over my eating habits over my sleeping habits Mm -hmm. and over the battle and overall my overall take uh, care of myself i want to drink more water and i want to eat because i've i've realized something a lot of times when we're trying to and a shout out to the friend zone podcast they did an episode recently with two registered uh dietitians um and they were giving well not not dietitians they're registered i think nutrition one of those fancy things i mean they got they have some education right they they got a degree in how to eat okay (laughs) um and they were and they were talking about like healthy ways to you know the healthier they were kind of debunking a lot of the myths and stuff that we hear online um because i was gonna do like no carbs for may right that was one of the myths Um, For example, like this was so funny to me. They were talking about how like they were watching Beyonce's documentary, and she was like, "And you know, I'm doing, I'm not eating any carbs." And they were like, "But they were saying that, but they they were like, but she was saying that while eating an apple. Carbs are in apples, and I was like." Bitch, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, but I
1: think when she was saying that, she's talking no, she about met, like she traditional breads, carbs,
0: pastas, etc. Et yeah, cetera. That's, that's what she's but talking But it's one about. of yeah, yeah, I know, and and not I know that as well. But I think it's one of those things that like you need to be informed because I'll be honest, I didn't know an apple was a carb. I'm not gonna hold y'all. I, didn't know, I knew that. I, I absolutely didn't. knew that. I didn't. Because yeah. I was thinking to myself Like oh I'm gonna do No carbs for May And then I thought about Like all the things That I eat That I didn't think about Had carbs Like bananas I didn't think about that shit
1: Lots of carbs And yeah. salt And sugar
0: So I was like Um No carbs is hard And it was a really I, I honestly suggest Go listen to that episode Um It's Their their most recent episode It's excellent It has a lot of Informative Uh Not informative It has a lot of information It's very informative um, but like I said, I just want to make sure I put my focus on eating clean and eating proportionately as opposed to cutting things from your diet or restricting yourself. Um, and I want to make sure that I, like I said, remain consistent, consistent with my water drinking, consistent with my working out, consistent with just all the health care things, sleeping. I don't sleep enough. I have a very bad habit of getting maybe four hours, five hours of sleep. And I'm fine. I'm not tired. I'm not sleepy. My body operates perfectly off of four or five hours of sleep. But realistically, I find myself up doing nothing. Um, <laughs> and then I end up getting hungry and wanting to snack on <laughs> bullshit. So I want to start forcing myself to to get more sleep. And yeah. see if it'll give my body more energy. See if it'll it'll just help me on this journey of mine. So if anyone else is out there, you know... Trying to get right And you want to share tips You want to share ideas You want to share things That you'll be doing Please feel How you're staying motivated up, How you're staying motivated You know Do you have a picture of You know Rihanna or Beyonce Or Ashanti Or one of these body people You know On your As your screensaver To help motivate you Do you you Follow a bunch of fitness People on On the gram You know What are you doing To remain motivated And remain consistent I think those are the things that we all need to focus on. And not even just in health. I think in every aspect of our lives, consistency needs to be key. Healthy consistency, okay? You know, we need to be remain consistent in all the um, healthy traits and actions in, in life that'll, you know, make us better and make us, you know, get to where we're trying to get to. So if you have any goals that you're trying to reach and you need to work on some consistency, start doing that now.
1: Mm. whatever mm. it is
0: if you want to be more flexible start stretching if you if you're trying to, to you know if you're doing summer course classes you know some people do summer classes if you get you trying to get that degree quicker or whatever the case may be is be consistent be consistent in your studying be consistent in your, your you know your homework Bitch, whatever I you it is in Oregon
1: to go behind you cuz you are a preacher
0: <laughs> whatever it is be more consistent that is my get it together for this week.
1: We'll be going in today.
0: A little preach session, you
1: know. Like like for well, real and we'll be, Bitch I'm gonna have to go to da, 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 da. <laughs> But for real. And I was thinking about something we were talking, friend, and what I was thinking about is the fact that do you know why all, do you know why people choose not to be consistent and why I choose not to be consistent? Because it's very painful to be consistent. And it's, uh, That's real And it's also It's painful And it, and you create problems for yourself That's real and the, pro- and the problem you create is Okay damn Now I gotta go to the gym Now I gotta carve out time to do that Now I gotta uh, Wash more clothes mm-hmm. Now I gotta pay for a gym membership Those are problems That you can choose to have Or not choose to have And a lot of us just make the decision To you know what the problem I do know is to be unhealthy because I've been unhealthy for so long. It's right. easy for me to stay up late and eat food, and because that's the problem that I know. Right. But creating a new problem is saying I'm gonna go to bed on time. It's like honestly, oh. and, and it's, it's, funny it's a because, whole new challenge that you have to create for yourself.
0: And it's funny because a lot, a lot of the times, the things that we find hard to do, like mm-hmm. oh, you know, working out is so hard. You know, trying to get in shape is so hard. Is it harder than eating those cookies Is because it? is it really hard Or is cookies, it a new challenge You wouldn't need to take your ass to the gym And work mm-hmm. as
1: hard you mm-hmm. know, And work as hard to lose weight
0: Because that's the key As hard As hard
1: As hard Because yeah. you're going to work hard Regardless, regardless. A- Amen Regardless. Amen You're going to work Now let's be clear mm. Don't matter what well, your body looks like. If somebody's at the gym, they are well, working their ass yeah, off, bitch. Yeah. Hey, man, Come on, it does fire. not matter how big they are; they're working their ass off. Yes, but baby girl, baby girl, baby boy, big daddy. If you're two hundred pounds, if you're if you're three hundred pounds, if you're four hundred pounds, or 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 if you're two hundred and fifty pounds and you and you want to get down to one ninety and you're not doing right. Then you just not ready to solve that problem and change that problem and to face positive more positive
0: and face replace that, that comes problem. with facing that problem, because yeah. a lot of the times, a lot of the times we want a lot of things. You know, you can say, "Oh, I want a certain kind of body. I want a certain kind of you know health. I want a certain kind of lifestyle." But are you really ready to deal with all the things that come with that, mm-hmm. or are you more comfortable where you are?
1: And you just like talking about it Because a lot of people just just like talking about it A lot
0: of people do just like discussing it
1: They love to chat Chatty patty
0: Yeah
1: But um Wow Listen That was Okay
0: Listen So
1: Well (laughs) We have an amazing uh, Growing up gay today for you guys Uh, Yes A really nice special guest I think
0: Absolutely So Speaking of that, we're going to take a short little commercial break and then we'll get right into our Growing Up Gay. Holla. Hey, y'all. Hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is Grown Up Gay, G R O W N Up Gay. Our Twitter is Growing Up Gay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now, let's get back into this week's episode.
1: What's up, you guys? This is Malik.
0: And this is Vaughn.
1: And this is Growing Up Gay. We're here with another edition. And today we have a very, very special guest, none other than Devin Barrington Ward. Devin, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you all so much for having me on this amazing podcast. I'm excited for the conversation today.
1: Absolutely. Um, You guys, Devin is a political strategist. He is a public servant. Most of all, he's human. Right?
2: Yes. uh, Last time I checked. Last time you
0: checked. (laughs) Last time I checked. (laughs) (laughs) That's important to add, though, because I think working in politics, people can tend to forget that people are human before anything else. They get tied up in all the other...
2: I actually don't think that people forget that folks are human because um, if Trump has done nothing more, he's shown the human nature... Um, of of uh, politics is the human nature of our larger society, which mm-hmm. is that we all know someone in our lives, a workspace, school, mm-hmm. someone in our past who has embodied some of the things that Donald Trump has. Right. So, in all actuality, I think you see the the true nature of humanity through the political process, the beauty of it and the ugliness. ugliness. Come
0: on, answer.
1: That was <laughs> and, and in question and answer, we have contested
0: number two. Thank
1: you for the title of Mr. Black Universe. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> that, that,
2: that was very brilliantly said. That very was brilliant. Very passionate of you. Yes, yeah, so funny. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, Growing Up Gay is about bridging the gap between, um, Bridging the gap between, I think, all the spectrums—gay, mm-hmm. straight, mm-hmm. whatever. Because
2: I was about to say, "Honey, who's gay?" <laughs> <laughs> right, what,
1: you know, queer uh-huh. by gender non-conforming, whatever it is about, just bridging the gap between all of these, you know, spectrums that we have and that we all exist within. Mm-hmm. And so, I was really excited about having you on because I just felt like the work that you're doing within the community aspect is so important and. It was just so profound to me because I felt like, wow, Devin is someone who I've I've seen grow so much um, in the physical sense and also just in the professional sense of like the things that you've done as far as fundraising, as far as advocacy, as far as health. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my first question is, what was your experience growing up gay? Like what was your life? Being in Decatur, being in Stone Mountain, 2007, 2006, 05, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, 04, What was that like for you?
2: So, uh, first thing, growing up queer mm-hmm. um, and, and not necessarily gay. Because the, I do think identities and the way that we choose to identify is um, rooted in freedom. Um, and so, I'm glad that I have the freedom to identify how I so choose. Um, But for the purpose of this conversation, I think growing up queer um, also aligns with a lot of the ways that folks grew up in terms of being gay. Um, And so for me, my story um, largely is situated in Stone Mountain, which we're looking at from your wonderful windows here in your studio.
1: Right at Stone Mountain.
2: Right at Stone Mountain um, here in downtown Atlanta. Um, And so as I look at Stone Mountain, I, I reminisce on... My high school years and my middle school years really coming into myself, um, and and to all pieces of myself. So one side is the political side. So you know, when I was in high school, I started my own political organization. But prior to that, my grandmother and my mom had always seen something political in me. Right. Even though they don't work in politics, no one in my immediate family has. I remember my mom and my grandmother saying to me, if I didn't grow up, if I didn't use um, my gift of gab to earn my living, then I would be missing my calling. Mm. Um, And so from a very early age, politics, um, the news, current events, um, entrepreneurship, um, to a larger sense was was always something that was kind of natural for me. Um, Speaking up for others, being a servant leader. Um, But then in addition to that, at the parallel while that is going on, I'm also growing into my sexuality. Um, And so having been in relationships with women, having been in relationships with men, um, but at the time I was in a long committed relationship in high school with um, my ex-girlfriend who actually just came to my 29th birthday party um, a couple of, like a week ago. And um, she also Was that weird for you? No, I mean, she surprised me Um, (laughs) I thought she was going to be in St. Martinique Um, Her family's Caribbean, as mine's is as well And she actually just got married to um, a man in Senegal Oh, wow. um, after having been in a relationship with a woman for a really, really long time. Wow. So, you know, we've always been queer over on the mountain. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we've been queer <laughs> Come on, stop over on
0: the, Just, you know, the I remember, King's been
2: hanging out. Listen, <laughs> King talked about it from, you know, in the speech. I remember <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the little queer dreams. babies would be able to be on Star <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> speaking of
0: dreams, I think it's really interesting that your family drove you into politics. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you that. And I say that because as a fellow Caribbean, I know most parents are like, go become a doctor, go become a lawyer, go mm-hmm. become you know something that they can quickly identify as, mm-hmm. as. Whereas throwing someone or driving someone towards the world of politics is kind of open-ended. I don't know so if they necessarily, saying, if it was
2: specific towards the world of politics. I think um, if they had their way, I think, I guess it would maybe be a lawyer or whatever the case right. may be. But I think they just knew that something in the realm of broadcast journalism, right. law, something to that extent. I do appreciate that my mother did allow me to have a certain level of autonomy, right. um, whether or not that was on purpose or by happenstance. That she was struggling with, how I chose to identify, um, and because of that, I didn't have this pressure to be things that I wasn't. Right. Um, my mom kind of had a hands-off kind of approach, which is if you're not going to be the thing that I want you to be, then you know, figure it out. So, in one way, um, that was very isolating um, and lonely, but in another way, I had the freedom and the autonomy to really like choose who. I want to be to grow into the best parts of myself and to really find my career path and not have that be influenced by heavy handed parenting right. that wants to see what they want for their child versus right. what the child their wants, child wants, wants. Want for, for themselves. Yeah, right. yeah. So what drove you to get involved with politics and public health? So involved in politics, I mean, just, I think some things it's just natural, like naturally I've always been a debater. Naturally, I've always can kind of understand public policy and be able to dissect it in ways that some people naturally are able to do with math. Right. Um, and so it's just happened to be my thing. I think where it intersects with public health, for a really long time, I was working just in politics, generally on campaigns and things like that. Um, I worked on Stacey Abrams' first campaign when I was 16 in high school and um, intern for um, county government in DeKalb in the board of commissioner's office as a special assistant. Um, and then went on to manage campaigns for several local elected officials. Um, and so in the midst of all of that, I'm doing this really amazing work, um, this work that's meeting, helping me meet interesting people who I still am able to do organizing political work with today, almost you know, more than 10 years later. Um, but in addition to that, I also was seeing my friends become positive. I was seeing my mentors um, die from yeah. um, complications related to HIV. Yeah. And so um, it was you g- working in public health and intersecting politics and public health. And my sexuality as a queer man um, was just a natural fit because it was the way that I could contribute. You know, I'm not a nurse. I I don't, you know, I, I guess I have good bedside manners, you know, as far as being able to take care. But I am definitely not a professional in that in that sense. But where what I saw was I could contribute. There was something missing from the HIV work. There were not black queer black gay men um you know, really talking about this issue from a political sense because it's not just a public health issue. It's right. a Racial justice is a social Mm -hmm. justice issue. um, So that makes it a political issue. And so that was the way that I saw how I can contribute because that's what I'm naturally good at. Wonderful.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, when I hear you talk about how your family inspired you and and, and really pushed you forward, who was your biggest champion growing up gay, growing up queer, growing Uh, up big devin?
2: My biggest champion... You know, I struggle with that because for a long time I didn't really I had people who championed parts of myself sure mm-hmm. so I wow. had people who affirmed the i had you know older black politicians, black male politicians who were progressive, but to a certain extent right so they affirmed the political side of me, they affirmed my ambitions but my sexuality, right. My sexuality, relationships, trying to give advice, you know, it was uh those pieces were not, you know, necessarily affirmed or championed. Mm -hmm. So and I think in a lot of ways, um, I don't feel like I would be the only black man that would identify that way in terms of only feeling like certain aspects of their life are championed and not their full person. So I still think today, I, if I had to say today who is my biggest champion, I would say I've grown into recognizing that as community. Mm-hmm. Um, the people. The yeah. people, community yeah. continues to be my biggest champions. Um, and there's the motivation for why I do what I do. Um, and so I can't necessarily say I definitely have, you know, now older and wiser um, and and more grounded, I've been able to bring mentors into my life, like Rayford Johnson, who was a black gay man who ran for. You worked on men- his campaign. I did not work on his campaign, but it? I, I okay. did not. Okay. But I was a big supporter of his campaign. Okay. I made a decision back in 2014 that I wouldn't work for any more elected officials, oh, but okay. I would work with them as a policy advisor and what as did a lobbyist. What made you make that decision? Um, autonomy. Okay. Autonomy over freedom, mm-hmm. um, uh, being able to truly own my own narrative and my own platform right. and my own beliefs and ideology right. as I started to develop more of a black, queer, feminist politic you know, that wasn't necessarily something that was always expressed in traditional right, political online. spaces. Right. Definitely aligned
1: so, with most, most politicians. Right, even the ones with D's by their name. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the ones with D's by their name. Right.
2: And so, for those reasons, you know, I chose, you know, I guess to just make different decisions as far as my career path. And so now I enjoy having a relationship where I partner with elected officials on, policy initiatives and advocacy initiatives and different, um, you know, uh, things that are really just going to advance community forward sure. versus working for them because it's not an equal relationship. Right. Well.
0: I just wanted to say, like, as a fellow queer Caribbean, mm-hmm. you spoke earlier about how your you know, your parents kind of championed, or maybe your mother kind of championed parts of you. My what mom and my grandma, yeah. What was that experience like? Because I'm also Caribbean and mm-hmm. queer, and I know what coming out for me was like, and I know what that experience is like for me. Mm-hmm. But what was that like for you, being that you are queer and Caribbean, what was growing up like?
2: It made me double down on my professional side, because mm-hmm. it at the time, I felt like that was the only place where people saw value, where people mm-hmm. felt safe to engage. With you. With, right. with me, yeah.
1: Be- because you were presenting in a certain way. Right. Okay. You know, to be
2: a black man working in political space, I don't know too many black men who work in political space who don't project some level of strength, who don't right. project some level of confidence, who don't project some level of... She's of... All of those things. Right. And so because of that, that persona, the ability to navigate that swagger that comes along with that space. Right. Um, you know, I doubled down on those areas because those were the, the areas that people were most comfortable engaging. Those right. were the areas that I saw that were celebrated the most. But what I recognize is that I was unhappy. Mm. I was unhappy because I was not able to bring my full self to the work. Right. Um, one opportunity, and I know some folks in Atlanta will be like, wow, really? Was um, when I actually, uh, in 2009, I chose to work on Mary Norwood's campaign for mayor instead of Hasim Reed. Reid. Um, mm. I think now we're kind of seeing why, because the, the Reed days were not the best days for the city of Atlanta, and I stand by that. And so, Lots but, of underhandedness lots of underhandedness lots of of bullying lots of uh toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. inside of city hall um that still lingers today um but um it's changing and with that being said i worked on mary norwich do you think that that's because of
1: keisha mayor Mayor bottoms, or do you think that's because of just the climate of where we are, the people saying that, hey, we're not up for this bullshit anymore? I think we're it's both. Back.
2: I think it's both. I think it's mostly the people. Yeah. I think mostly, you know, you have people who are much more uh, politically empowered to bring them full their full selves to right. the process. Mm-hmm. And so because of that and bringing your full self there's certain nonsense that you're not going to uh, tolerate. Sure. Um, and I also think to credit the mayor, the current mayor, I do think that um, Mayor Bottoms um, has displayed a commitment towards being progressive on LGBTQ issues. Um, and as a woman, I do think that there's a certain degree of, of just having a woman in leadership that does uh, defrag the masculinity that can be in those spaces Naturally, yeah. um yeah. but also you know she is a reed protege mm. and so some of those <laughs> things do still come over in her right. her leadership style but what I was saying in 2009 was that Mary Norwood's campaign afforded me the opportunity to work as a high-level operative on a major campaign um, in a major city in America, but also allowed me the opportunity to bring my full self, mm-hmm. or at least at the time what felt like the most full self I could bring, which wow. was my sexuality. Right. What I later realized is that I'm still only able to bring part of myself because mm-hmm. what we now see with this last race was that I think some of those true feelings... Um, of some of the Norwood supporters mm-hmm. really kind of came out, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I you can't we just we really saw
1: at this last election, right?
2: You can't just be down with the gay stuff, right? You know, you got to be down with the black stuff too, girl, right? Um, and not just from a, you know a oh, I'm gonna come to events and, right. uh, and go to community meetings and the fresh fries and stuff right. like that, but substantive policy, not engaging in dog whistle politics by whipping up. Fear and Buckhead That right. there's this wave of crime A lot of it is Black rooted are moving in Black folks are moving in But a lot of it is rooted in irresponsibility I think the last report that came out was that mo- Many of the vehicles And things that are broken into in Buckhead That Mary Norwood is making a big stink about Are people leaving Their cars unlocked yeah. and leaving Guns and money And things not properly stowed away
1: People not being responsible People not being <laughs> responsible yeah. but you yeah. can't
2: Put that on black use uh, Exactly, black folks And use dog whistle politics right. To kind of underhandedly Got You know uh, yeah. uh, Plow the, the land With, with hatred, really yeah. um, And while I don't believe that she's that way I do think that we're seeing A lot of candidates that are Whipping up those type of feelings Even right. if they personally don't feel that way To get votes It's mm.
1: so easy to do that, especially <laughs> on a national level When our country is just so riled up, we're right. just so just we're pumped up to go either way. Mm-hmm. So, it's just so easy just to whip people up to rally up your base and say this is what's happening and people don't even take the time to really right. research mm-hmm. or just see hey, let me you know lick my finger and see what think, the air is like Unfortunately, I think that's
0: our generation as a whole like mm-hmm. even in simpler things it's something as you know, minuscule as Headlines like mm-hmm. people read a headline and base their entire it's viewpoint on a headline as opposed to reading yeah. into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's just like off the board. My <laughs> tank, I mean, we <laughs> How saw,
2: saw the whole Jesse Smollett situation. <laughs> <Not> tank, <laughs> and so I was like, tanks not dying? tank, not
1: tank. Who um, Avant? They said that Avant was dying. I didn't even see that. See, yeah, it was a <laughs> <laughs> they said Avant was dying. With Lucas.
2: Wow! Wow!
0: It's not true. Okay, it's, it's just the internet rumor. And you, you see how you find that out
2: by clicking and reading. Clicking and reading, right? Um, and sometimes, and I think that, though a lot of times it depends on who the messenger is in terms of whether we're yes. not we decide to do our due diligence to dig in further, yep. yeah. um, or. Uh, you know, Because a great example of that I do think is the Justice Millette situation right. um, It really For me exposed a lot of The uh, Glaring uh, uh, The glaring discrepancies As far as how Our community Thinks about ourselves mm-hmm. And people who identify like us um, There was a huge contingent Of folks that immediately Was like he oh, did. He, was, he, he did it. He was out there trolling for dick. Can I right. say that on you? Yes, yeah. okay. I can tell like all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's out there trolling for dick. You know, this, that, and the third. It's just like the idea that he could be. Sure. Yeah. But, then, the, idea that, what? but uh, the idea that he couldn't have just been getting a sandwich. Right. Because we are conditioned to hypersexualize ourselves, ourselves yes. and by virtue of that, we are conditioned to hypersexualize other people. Right. And so now we're seeing that as an example, um, but there are countless examples. But that's just the most recent uh, yeah, example yeah. of how um, those stigmas that are attached to you know the way that folks identify can oftentimes uh, really develop into unhealthy thinking yeah. um, and thinking that's dangerous yeah. um, for us and for other people. Yeah. And I think,
0: especially with the Smollett situation, I thought it was interesting how the community, which, you know, 9.9 9. 9 out of 10 times, whenever we hear something has happened to a black man and he gets national media coverage, we're across the board, we're supportive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The community as a whole is like pitchforks, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, fist up, we're here to fight. But because of his sexual orientation, people immediately went, oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. those gays, those That those queer. those queens. they're doing that something, no good. right,
2: and yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting, because it was like people either
0: like dove in on one end or the other, and I thought it was so interesting how quickly so many people were willing to dive into the, I don't know, Right. like, like even publicly, like mm-hmm. even famous people, famous women who have very large queer followings where like quick to even people that consider him their brother, quote unquote brother,
2: quickly was like, uh oh, something sounds fishy. And I think where my concern is is that when we have so many questions from someone who has not, for the most part, up until this moment, given mm-hmm. us any reason to, to dislike exactly but and the, the folks but the yeah. folks who are bringing this information who are leaking this information the yeah. police leaking, right. leaking. information leaking. Yeah. on mm-hmm. an ongoing investigation we don't ever question their right. integrity because yeah. we are what conditioned to think that police are always the good right. guys yeah. that they're always right that they're always the bearer of truth yeah. um, that they are always the protector of justice even in spite of all of the evidence to the contrary, contrary. right yeah. specifically with this police department right the same police department that tried to cover up the Laquan McDonald murder yes, not is. tried that did cover, cover for right. a very yeah. long time until yeah. you know legal uh, uh, decisions forced their hands into releasing the tape right. that showed the exact opposite of what they said right. and that's just one high profile instance of this police department lying and so I just think that uh, we as a community really need to examine how we view ourselves and yes. the value that we put on ourselves. Especially given the fact that We can look at our own evidence And see that We are the transformers of society Absolutely exactly. We're celebrating yeah. world pride in New York In <laughs> the next few next few months yeah. It was Marsha B. Johnson A black woman Trans woman, woman yeah. who kicked off all the shit with Stonewall. You right. know what I'm saying? And so um, I just think that when I look at credibility, for me, I'm always going to look at my folks first. There you go. Because I know that I have the receipts. Yeah, I don't have go. the receipts for Chicago's police department <laughs> right. or their mayor. Actually, I do have the receipts, and the receipts and they don't let me so know they <laughs> that they be lying. Yes, <laughs> they right. they, they right. be lying. They right. Wow. Huh. What's one misconception about Devin? One misconception about me. Just one? Uh, (laughs) Just one. One misconception. There's no time
1: for more than one.
2: One misconception would be that I think people think that I am um, inaccessible. Mm -hmm. um, And that I don't feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that at one point, maybe that was... I fed into that misconception because... Um, you lived up to it. I lived up to it um, because um, I was not rooted in the practice of undoing those unhealthy mm, you know, emotional behaviors and emotional thinking and, and garnering more emotional intelligence. I wasn't grounded in that. Uh, now moving in that way, I'm like, oh, I'm not any of those things. Right. I've responded those way those ways in life because I have not always felt affirmed and safe. Mm-hmm. But here's an opportunity for me to build that affirmation in community. I think when people now like recognize and, and, and engage with me and, and um, build community with me, they see that I'm not any of those things. I actually do a really good job of trying to move through the world with more emotional intelligence in my personal life Mm -hmm. and in my professional life. More emotional intelligence and more vulnerability. Wonderful, wonderful.
1: Wow. Um, People feel helpless. People Mm -hmm. feel lost. They feel like they don't have a voice. We have the 2020 election coming up next year. What are three things that people should be looking for, especially people that are queer, black brown of color of color you know what are three things that people should be looking for in their next leader
2: themselves oh themselves Themselves. um i think you should be looking to yourself i think you should be looking to your friends and i think you should be looking to make sure that you aren't compromising early on Mm. so the first looking to yourself Mm -hmm. i think looking to yourself Um, I want to give a shout out to Antonio Brown who made the runoff. Congratulations. So 2020 is important, but we have elections all the time. Um, Antonio Brown, for folks who may not know, is a young man in Atlanta. I believe he's under 30 or 32. District 3. District 3, who's running, young black man who's running in Atlanta, who's running um, progressive, who's running in his truth and doesn't have to necessarily... We yell it from a bullhorn, but right. we know what the deal is. And right. we, yeah. I think that that is an example of looking to oneself. Park Cannon, um, the state representative for this area where the studio is right now, um, young black queer woman, 27 years old, wow. um, who I've actually had the opportunity to work on policy that's gotten passed just this session. Um, we were able to Uh, develop some HIV legislation around PrEP access. Um, And so that's bringing yourself to the work. Literally, that bill was me and her bringing our experiences as queer individuals who are black, who see these health disparities in our community and saying we will be the ones to um, enact the change. So I think it's looking to yourself. Two is looking to your neighbors, your friends, your community um, I think, uh, again, to use Park and Antonio Brown as examples of young black um, leaders um, who are under 35 who are doing it, I think that you, ha- I think far too often we're always looking for, you know, this angelic, you, know, you know, leader, but yeah. in all actuality, we need the everyday person right. to be involved in this process and right. so if you don't think that you can run i'm sure there's a friend or there's a neighbor or there's a right. community member that you know that's a rebel without a cause give yeah. them a cause run for office right um and then the third i would say is not to compromise too quickly is that i think um in this political system right now um i feel like it's always been this way where we're always choosing the lesser of two evils right but i think that <laughs> Um, we can force the system to give us different choices. Mm-hmm. I think particularly it, while we have a very lengthy primary and we have a lot of candidates to choose from, I don't think anything's wrong with that. Right. I think that gives us the opportunity to build the type of candidate that we want. Right. You know, of course, that candidate has to be you know, committed to their own set of values and principles. But if you are offering yourself to public service, that means that you have to adopt some of the principles and values of the public that you are planning to serve so the sooner that black, queer LGBTQ folks speak up and say we aren't going to compromise things and we aren't going to always look at the lesser of two evils and if that is the case then we will offer ourselves Mm. um, instead of the lesser of two evils, choose me I'll offer myself of service I think that's the things that I would like for folks to keep in mind for 2020 and beyond, um, their elections, you know, I noticed not once did I mention the orange man in the White House. because that's, not that's so true. much bigger than yeah. That. yeah.
1: And, and, and what people don't realize is that politics starts on a local level. It does. Mm-hmm. You know it's about grassroots campaigning, it's about understanding, can you touch the person? Can you feel the person? It's was, about community: I was able yeah. to meet Stacy twice right. randomly mm-hmm. wow. had, no, had no expectation right. of meeting her. Right. I, I touched her two times yeah. in, I think, maybe a six-month period. And that was Just, important. Being, out and Just being out and about. Just being out and about, actually campaigning, getting out, talking about what her platform is. And I think that's what's important. People want to see their elected officials. They, mm-hmm. they need to see them. Yeah. Right,
2: and they need to be accessible. And so I think for queer communities, particularly when we look at some of the issues that impact us the most, Yes, it happens at a federal level, but there are also state and local issues that impact you, like, today. It's like, like this
1: new House, House Bill abortion the, the abortion bullshit.
2: You know, this, this robbing women's rights yeah. uh, to choose and regulating a woman's body. If you think that they're going to stop at regulating just women's body, you're Man, fooling yourself. Simple. And so the idea that, um, you know, queer folks... Uh, 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 can only look at the presidential election as um, the, the grand prize. There's so many other things happening locally right. you know, um, that we need to be paying attention to. Got it?
0: Right. Well, you've definitely done your fair share of politicking with us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to get more on a personal level with you. Yes. Um, you shared pictures of your fitness journey on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all... At this table, table done. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, I've awesome. lost about a hundred pounds. Okay, congratulations! Um, thank yeah. you. Congratulations to you. As thank well. you. Um, the the question, question I have to ask is, that I always ask everyone is like, what
2: was the mean moment mean that you knew like you have to make this change? I got tired of like walking up the steps and breathing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you got tired of your <laughs> you got Tired of walking up the steps and breathing hard. You know, when yeah. you work working politics and community organizing and developing Black futures. The company that I, I've uh, started, you know, it's a very active lifestyle. And like, you, it's not impossible to do that um, with the extra weight that I had on, but it made it a lot more difficult. Right. I was tired all the time. I was tired of um, not feeling as confident as I could. And what I also recognized was that it was a health thing, but it was also um, for me, losing the weight allowed me to shed some of the persona that I felt that I had to live up to the you know, oh that's know that. oh, you know, that's 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 Big Daddy, you know, because right. he work in politics. He's yeah. you know, yeah. drive a nice car. Right. And, you know, that's Papa. That's that you know the whole, you know anytime you big yeah. and cute, you know,
1: that's daddy. <laughs> daddy, daddy,
2: daddy,
1: daddy where you at? Where you at?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, while I appreciate being daddy, I think one of the things about queerness is fluidity, and yes, so absolutely. I yes. think that uh, losing the weight allowed me to have the extra confidence to step into all more. the different. More. Absolutely, more, yeah. more, absolutely.
1: You listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. I have never felt so free in my life. Right? Absolutely, Luke, yeah. like just being. Sample size. Mm-hmm. You know, on, size. Size. <laughs> and, and, a size and, two. And, and, listen, and, listen, and listen, I could have felt this
2: way in my, my old body. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know, know how, how to. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to. It. I didn't I know, know how, how, how I, know, I know plenty of folks. Yeah. Who feel this way? Who feel this way? Yeah. Regardless, that's why, horrible. right? That's but I don't every, know how to. everyone's yeah. journey to feeling empowered is different. Yeah, My journey required some weight loss, yeah. but it also required meditation. Yeah. It required yoga. It required, yeah. you know, uh, uh, reading some bell hooks and yeah. crying and seeing Just how not. men, <laughs> how men are not uh, emotionally developed well and undoing yeah. those practices. Yeah. Everyone's journey to wellness is different. I think the beauty that um, I just turned 29 and one of the things that I'm appreciating is the beauty of getting older is the ability to grow into your best self and yes. Yes. see and the yes. people in your life also grow into their best yes. selves. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful thing. Absolutely.
1: So, you lived in D.C. for a while mm-hmm. and the Washington Blade named you one of <laughs> wow. They named you really you. <laughs> wow. They named you as one of D.C.'s most Eligible singles.
2: That was back in twenty what? Fifteen. Listen, <laughs> wow. this knows the dates Oh my <laughs> god! Wendy Williams, you better watch out. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 I will need some up
1: y'all. I'll be researching <laughs> our guests So, what does it take uh-huh. to get in your world? And what's your type mm-hmm. of man or <laughs> woman or person partner? Partner. Versus yeah, yeah. Your preference. Yeah, let's, your preference. Let's, let me specify this, because mm-hmm.
0: people always are a little confused by that question, okay, right? Please. I personally believe and me, I think agrees with me, yeah. that everyone has a type, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they have preferences. Mm-hmm. I think the type is the character of the person, mm-hmm. and the preferences are the aesthetics, maybe the things okay. that kind of come and go, like a certain height, a certain complexion, weights, weight, weight, different things. You, know, got you it. always you see someone and you're like, like, how did they end up with... so-and-so that person doesn't look like either or Or, not not even that
2: there are times where i'm like oh i'm not usually attracted attracted to this this type of person but i am i am um but it's because of those foundational things right that's that's the um so what's your type type, my type at this point um because in the next few years i do want to have children um i've already identified um a woman and we Beautiful. have come to an agreement that we do want to co-parent. Beautiful. Um, and so as we are talking about building out our family, I'm also f- talking and, and thinking about what does partnership for me beyond the partnership to make this baby. Right. Um, and to bring this baby into the world, what does that partnership look like beyond that? And so, as I'm thinking about partners for partnership, right? Because right. they're just sex, sometimes they're sexual partners, right. and that's a whole different set of <laughs> partners for partnership. I think um, some of those, those needs, mm-hmm. things that I need, I need someone who's emotionally intelligent, I need someone who understands the power of vulnerability, I need someone who is good at de escalating. Don't mm-hmm. throw gasoline onto a situation, right. de escalate it. Um, I need someone who is uh, uh, accommodating and understanding and recognizes that I'm pulled in a lot of different directions. But if you can accommodate and if you can be understanding, you have me. Um, And fun, 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 fun. I love to laugh. I love spontaneity. Like, I need to be able to be pulled out of the work that I do sometimes right. and just be able to just enjoy life. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, a lot of those traits and characteristics I get out of my friends, you know, I was just able today, just being able to just go to the dog park for a couple of hours and being able to laugh and spend time and things of that nature, was able to, I didn't want to think about politics. All I thought about was our four-legged friends outside and right. how complicated yet simple their social structure is. Right. <laughs> and so um being able to experience those moments um i think are the the things that i value most in a partner um and then uh, you know the preferences things the you know that's kind of it's important but it's trivial i think the most important thing to know is that they need to be black or yes yes. um person of color but black Black. preferred (laughs) black definitely preferred um that is a strong preference yes yeah um, and it's not no shade to any of the interracial relationships that are out there. I believe that I don't I think there's any in need in to even defend it. it. Yeah. You know, so what you said. And, you know and, uh, the political if, side.
0: Tamara Mowry has, has a problem with and it, and that's it, her problem. Right? <laughs> you have your 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 interracial emoji. I just think that I wanna mean ground
2: that that comment though in one thing though, which is that I do think that in this society it is powerful to Really celebrate and center black love. Absolutely. Um, yes, it needs to be. It's not celebrated. I do, the only time where I am challenged by interracial relationships are when um, it's clear that the black person involved has made a concerted effort to only, only. date outside the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's rooted in. Some okay. trauma, self-hate, yeah. hate, yeah. and a devaluing of blackness, which is in themselves, ha- in themselves which happens yeah. on a micro and a macro, macro level. level.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so now, now
2: that
1: you've you grow grown up, up mm-hmm. you, you're an adult. Yes. Talk to us about the differences looking back current day, growing mm-hmm. up gay, being an adult now, is it different than how you imagined it growing up? Because like, you're did, grown and gay. You're yeah, no longer you're grown. grown. I mean, you're still growing, now. but
0: like, you're grown. Did you imagine <laughs>
1: your life being like this, looking back?
2: I imagined it... And,
1: and, and, and if you didn't imagine it this way, how is it different?
2: Um, this life, I did imagine it to some extent this way. I did Oh, imagine wow. wow. Okay, myself, that's, that's amazing. I did imagine myself... I didn't know how, but I knew that whenever I got, when, when my profile in politics elevated, elevated to like, tonight, oh, here's a body of work that I can like, say I have a platform and like, yes, I may not have served in public office, but I've worked alongside these folks and have carried legislation just like these folks have. Mm-hmm. And so I always knew that I would be doing this work differently. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I would be doing this work on my terms. I just yeah. didn't know how I was going to Wow. Um, as far as my social life, I definitely do think that um, it, it it looked in my mind different. Um, because in, in ways, ways, I thought lot, that I would probably have kids already. In ways, I thought like all the things that you think about when you're right, right, almost 30. Right, you know, right, right. I thought I would have kids already. I thought that my last, my last relationship, relationship would. And be,
0: be the one. Yeah, <laughs> we all thought
1: that. I thought, I, I thought the same thing too. The nigga is gone. <laughs> Good riddance, nigga. <laughs> um,
2: and so, with that being said, you know, in those ways, it does look different. But I, I'm not wholly disappointed by the difference. Um, there are disappointing aspects of it, sure. but I'm not wholly disappointed. Wow. Wow.
1: You know, I'm just. I've always, like I said before, I, I I started this interview by saying, you know, I'm super, I'm super proud of you. I'm super, Thank you. you know, just in awe of any person that is standing on their own two feet, their own two feet saying, hey, this is what I stand for. This is what's important to me. And this is what I want to dedicate my life to doing. And so that really stands out to me because I feel like there are a lot of people that are millennials that stand for nothing. And, and the fact that you're standing for people cause it's bigger than yourself it's so so important the fact that you center
0: your community more so than yourself I think
2: think we have an obligation you know and I appreciate that you all see the beauty in that because there is beauty in it and I see the beauty in it amongst my friends because they all do the same thing I'm not unique in in terms of my social group I'm not unique in that sense Mm -hmm. but I do think it's our duty to bring community in the spaces that God has entrusted us to go Um, And I think that regardless of whether that is in entertainment, regardless of, you know, art and culture, yoga, whatever, politics, you're supposed to bring your community with you. So what does that mean? It means that if you're in entertainment, that means bring your community with you in a way that's responsible, right? In a way that doesn't necessarily like, you know, it's fluff, but also doesn't degrade the image I- imagery of your community. That doesn't push narratives and stereotypes that are not nuanced because right. we're nuanced people. Absolutely. What does that mean in art and culture? That means creating spaces where Black folks can be creative and innovative. And if you are an artist, encouraging people that you too can you know bring your art form and your creativity to this right. body of work. Yoga. That means. Making sure that Black folks know the power of wellness and right. healing, and that you know healing and wellness can be found beyond the walls of a church, um, and that oftentimes, in tandem with a church right. and other spiritual forms of healing and, and self love and, and 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 wellness, can give you some of the best out health outcomes and life outcomes spiritually Amen. for life. Amen. And in politics, for me, that means making sure that you know, I remember being homeless in the city. I know what it's like to be homeless in the city. And so one of the initiatives that I'm working on through my company, the Black Futurist Group, which I didn't get uh, to talk about a whole lot, but Black Futurist Group is a combination of my work over the last 12 years. Um, And I really was like, I don't want to do this as an independent contractor anymore. It's time to build, it's time to create a company that can bring other people into the fold so that they can also do creative work that moves the needle for our folks. And so one of the projects that we're working on is the At the Table initiative, which is bringing LGBTQ youth together to solve the epidemic of homelessness in here in the city of Atlanta. And so through that program, we're gonna be teaching them how to do policy and advocacy, how to navigate the political process, how to tell their story on a micro and macro level, how to be empowered around that story so that that story can shift and transform our city into ending homelessness. And the reason why is because it's my responsibility to bring the community along with me in my journey of politics. And I was exposed to homelessness for a reason. Right. Um, the Equitable Building, the 24-hour FedEx Kinko's was my home for a while back in 2012, 2013, um, when life happened. You know, right. my parents weren't dealing with me. I got laid off from a job. I ran through savings and I found myself on the street. Wow. Um, and, you know, it was so interesting because my political work for a long time made me feel like I was immune hmm. to that. And God has a way of showing you no one is immune. Um, and I had to go through that experience so that I could bring my community with me in the work that I'm doing politically. So we all, whether you're a banker, a teacher, whatever, we all have a responsibility to bring community with us into those spaces and do it in a way that's responsible.
1: Amen. Amen. Devin, it's been amazing. I mean, I think that this conversation has been really um, just full of laughter and also enlightenment. Where
2: can the people find you? I hide in public, so uh, you can find me um, on our website first, um, which is blackfuturistgroup.com. You can Google Black Futurist Group, or you can just put in Futurist with an S, Mm -hmm. group.com. You can also find me on Instagram um, under the same Black Futurist Group, or my personal Instagram. Devin Barrington Ward, Devin Barrington Ward, one word, on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook under Devin Barrington Ward as well. So that's where folks can see all of my journeys and all of the different things, whether I'm at the state capitol or city hall or in D.C. I'm actually headed to D.C. um, at the beginning of the month um, for AIDS Watch, um, which is the lobby day for the HIV HIV prevention and treatment community so we'll be engaging with members of Congress there. We hope to do a little meet and greet with some members of D- DC City Council because it's also a local issue as well. Um, and so that's what we do. Um, we are also right now working on our campaign to close the city jail with yes. our partners, Women nice. on the Rise, and Racial Justice Action Center. A nice. quick spill of that is we have a huge jail in downtown Atlanta, which is our extra jail. That's where you go if you have not committed a violent crime. You go there if you've been poor. Um, If you're mentally unwell, that's where a lot of the homeless folks will go. Um, That jail was built in 96 in preparation for the Olympics to get homeless people off the street. Wow. And so now through bail reform, the decriminalization of marijuana in the city of Atlanta and the establishment of the pre-arrest diversion, diversion program, we've been able to drop the population of the jail from nearly 1,300 people to only 70 people. Wow. Um, and so for a 1,300 square foot, for, excuse me, a 4, 425,000 square foot facility for 70 people, it's a waste of space. It's also a waste of money. Yeah. We currently budget $32.5 million a year in city money to run that jail. That could fix a whole lot of streets, that could house a whole lot of kids, and that could develop a whole lot of programs that offer opportunities for our community to build wealth and power and health and wellness. Um, and so being able to do work ranging from homelessness to criminal justice reform to HIV prevention is a part of what is uh, what we believe will build the black future, um, and that's what we do at the Black Futurist Group. Awesome.
1: awesome. Check out Devin. Check out the Black Futurist Group. Support your local community. Support your local black businesses. Just support yourselves and don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help, you guys. There are people that are out here that are doing the good work. Support them. Be there for them. Be a champion for yourself. Be a champion for them. Devin, thank you for coming on our show. Thank you we all. We appreciate yes, you. Thank you so much. Thank we you all for you. doing
2: this. It's important that uh, black, queer, and gay, and all the alphabets that we identify <laughs> as have an <laughs> opportunity <laughs> yeah. to, to express themselves and to share a little bit about their stories. And so what you all are doing is healing work, and it's archive our stories for the future so thank you
1: absolutely this is von and malik signing off holla
0: we love you bye Peace. hey y'all hope you're enjoying the episode thus far if you don't already please follow myself and malik on our personal social medias you can follow me on instagram at vonagram or on twitter at underscore Vaughn. and you can follow malik on instagram at yo malik and on twitter at yo malik now let's get into the next topic. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that Growing Up Gay. Thank you so much to Devin for stopping by and discussing all of his brilliance and his excellence uh with us. It was a pleasure yes. having him on the show.
1: Devin, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Uh Devin is a great, great, a great man. He's doing so many wonderful things in the community, especially when it comes to HIV and AIDS, eradicating it in Georgia. Uh, this man has, he, he's helped with with a house bill that is gonna help fund and expand um, monies that are allocated towards HIV and AIDS funding and that's to fund prep programs and also to fund more programs in Georgia like um, Ryan White uh, making sure that has more adequate funding. So, Devin, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on.
0: Thank you so much. Um Speaking of queer people and queer things, Malik, do you want to take our first wind down for this week? Wind it
1: down. You guys, so we are witnessing history right now when it comes to women in pageantry. Black women specifically, okay? Not women of color, but black specify. women. Hello. Let's specify. Okay, y'all love being silly talking about women of color, y'all talking about Asians or Latin people. And that's no shade. That's just the truth. With that being said, we have four black women that are reigning as queen at the top of their respective platforms for the first time in history. The first time. We have Miss International Queen, Miss uh, Giselle Barbie Royale, Jazelle Harvey, Jazelle. Uh, Barbie Royale is uh, Miss International Queen, and Miss Miss and Miss International Queen is a pageant that trans women from around the, from around the world come and compete in from different countries, different continents, obviously around the world. And they go, they all go to Thailand, and they compete in a two-week-long competition. A two-week-long competition where they sing. They dance, they do all type of question and answers, interviews, it's a, it's, a, it's a very strenuous pageant. And she was in Thailand for two weeks and she walked away um, as the queen of Miss International Queen. Then we have Miss Chelsea Christ, who is Miss USA. Uh, Chelsea Christ was, um, she, for her first at first, she's a lawyer. It's just so much amazing black girl magic going on. We got Miss Teen USA, who is Kylie Harris. Who is amazing and then we have Miss America who is Naima Franklin so just shout out to black women shout out to black girl magic um I'm just amazing I'm just amazed to see this oh also we have Miss Continental Stasha Sanchez Miss Miss Continental Elite Darcell Stevens and then we have Miss Continental I'm sorry, Miss Continental plus Darcelle, Ste- Darcelle Stevens, and then we have Miss Aja Dupree, Miss Continental Elite. All those are Black women, um, so we're excited about Black girl magic that's happening around the world. And you know, since. We know we cannot expect white media To cover our stories To tell what's happening We have to make sure we do a better job At sharing this shit online So people can see the brilliance that's happening Especially within the queer community so, so shout out to Giselle Barbie
0: Royale Dope Shout out to all those amazing black women um, Speaking yeah. of black women The Met Gala was held um, This Monday in New York City Um the theme for this year was camp, mm-hmm. and a lot of people showed up. Not many showed out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> now, there's a, there's a lot to discuss. First of all, Rihanna wasn't there, so, you know, <sighs> you know, it's start, starting off bad already. But, um, no, seriously, the Met Gala actually was a decent serve this year. Usually, the, the Met Gala theme is hard for most people to follow, I don't know what it is, um, about the theme that tends, the themes, excuse me, that tend to throw people off, um, but this year, people actually did a pretty, pretty good job, I'll say, of staying on theme, on, on theme, I think this is the most, um, I think this is probably the most theme-appropriate ensembles we saw in one year, because usually, People just show up looking nice. <laughs> like they just show up nicely dressed or in you know pretty gowns, beautiful gowns, etc, but they don't necessarily <laughs> stick to the theme and it's a costume gala, so the entire point is to stick on the theme. theme. right. It's kind of like yeah. if you go to an all-white party and you're like wearing a nice red dress. it's like sis, yes, your dress is nice, but it's not what you're supposed to be wearing. Um, Rihanna has been devouring, devouring the the theme for, you know, about a decade now. I was going to say a
1: decade, yeah. Yeah,
0: for about a decade now. She first kind of stormed in that, uh, suit. She wore a a suit a few, back. this was 2009 if I'm not mistaken, um, which was stunning then. Still stunning now. Still a moment. And she's had plenty since. But this year, like I said earlier, the theme was camp. Um... There were a few favorites. Do you... Well, I know for me, some of my favorites were Lupita, um, Cardi fucking B. Bodied it. Cardi. Listen, Belkley's and her team do fashion so wonderfully. Um, I love how much they, and I'm going to say they because I know it's not just her. I know it's not just her team. They all commit together. And I think that's the most important part Okay, so first of all, let's just get back to what camp is. Uh, camp essentially means to be ridiculously over the top. It's about stepping outside of the everyday norm and crossing boundaries that are like typically set. It's loud, it's expressive, it's gaudy, it can be borderline tacky. Um, it's like a lot of what the fuck and fashion tied together. Um, Billy Porter did an excellent job of the camp theme. Uh, I joked yes. that he came dressed as Rihanna's ISIS tattoo um but his even his arrival was just over he, the fucking like, top over the top when and, i saw the picture
1: i said billy porter is too fucking much
0: <laughs> like he he really bodied that shit um although a lot of people like i said stayed on theme they didn't necessarily do anything wow uh for me cardi b billy porter um lupita Nyong'o and ooh, A lot of the men, uh, a lot of the men, did a really, really good job of of staying on theme. It's kind of funny. I think like the men delivered more than the the women did. Um, (laughs) But like I said, all in all, the Met Gala was it was an interesting serve. There were some good moments. Jennifer Lopez came dressed in her typical sequin gown. Um, The Kardashians dressed. Yeah, she did. Uh, Well, the uh, not JLo. Kim K did. Kim okay. K looked like uh, an entire rotisserie chicken. Um, but it was like, it was campy. I'll give her, her her, you know, her props. It was a campy look. She kind of poked fun at her. Because she always does the wet look. Kim K yeah. lives for a wet look. And she kind of like, okay, I'm going to do a wet look. And I'm going to be dripping wet. I'm going to be soaking wet, if you will. So it is playful. It is a little campy. And it was a little tacky. Um, so she, she did good. It, it didn't wow me. There weren't... Too many wow moments this year Despite like I said the carpet being pretty decent Um Tracy Ellis Ross also Looked really nice Solange wore something that she Could have got from Fashion Nova I was a little Ooh. disappointed in that I wish she would have you know You know really delivered Because she is fashionable And I think this would have been the time for her Especially because she's had such an aesthetically Pleasing era like everything She's done has been So like on point Visually It would have really been a moment for her To I think team up with Gucci And do something gaudy And do something very black And do something very fun With like a southern twist to it Kind of like Like Baps Meets like You know Old You know Black Texas cowboys Just I think it would have been A really dope moment But I think Solange
1: Solange's kept my hand In a, a, a snakeskin costume
0: <laughs> a, a jumper A snakeskin jumper
1: Solange came my hair With snake skin boots And a snake skin one piece right, To the Met fucking
0: gala Nicki Minaj Now Nicki is not a fashion girl So I'm really not gonna like give her too much All I I wanna say is like Whoever does your wigs At this point Nicki I feel like it's you and it's not them Because We've seen you with good Good wigs so when you wear a bad one That means you know it looks bad And the one you were wearing at the Met Gala looks really bad But I'm not going to give Nikki too much Because like I said she's not a fashion girl So I never expect fashion from her Like that's This dress
1: looks it's like it's been <laughs> This dress looks like it's been tortured
0: <laughs> It looks like it's been through a lot <laughs> It looks like it it, uh, it it looks like she walked from Brooklyn To the, the Met Gala in that Anish, dress It needs
1: string just, up these string up heels are awful. She so looks, they look bad. They look like a very, bad, look look like very a bad sweet sixteen. Right. Kinseniera. Right. It B- just looks bad.
0: bad. Just bad.
1: Oh, just
0: gosh. It was across. I also love Zoe uh, Kravitz look. It wasn't necessarily campy, but it was it was pretty fire. Um, so that was well. this year's Met Gala. Um, we can just move right on to the next topic
2: yeah. So we've been discussing this
0: one uh, Pretty consistently As things have been unfolding uh, Wendy Williams has of course filed for uh, Divorce from her Husband, soon to be ex-husband Kevin Hunter um, And now Kevin is seeking spousal Support Color me surprised, not really <laughs> um, According to TMZ Kevin has filed um, For spousal support and is waiting for A response from Wendy Williams um, reportedly, he wants her to pay for child support um, as well for their son, Kevin, who's 18, which is like, what? <laughs> like, he's an adult. So, if he's lucky, Kevin, um, I'm sorry, if he's lucky, Kevin Jr. will go to college, and that should grant him, like, a few more years of child support if he actually gets it. But, I mean, at this point, the child is 18. So, good luck with that one. Um, That's like, disgusting. Like that
1: I, 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 I you know what spousal support I think he should get only because of the fact that I know it's bad what he did, it was awful. Oh, how could he do her that way? Uh, uh uh, I know it is bad, but they were business partners more than anything and he's he was the executive producer of our show and all her enterprises they they, they have a lot of business together, so although he's been fired, he's off payroll now. okay, bam. So, you took my job away from me. That's cool. I understand. We were tied up together. You can do that. You're the, you're the talent. You make the rules. But because I was your executive producer, I had a hand in building this up. Mm-hmm. Yes, bitch. I'm going to get what's what's old to me because I worked here. Right. So. I helped build this business. You're in the studio because I was here with you, helping you, making these calls. So, at the end of the day, business is business. So, he should get that spousal support. That child support, Now he better be lucky. I
0: I disagree with that statement only because what I think he should get in the divorce and spousal payment are two separate things. Um, I think Kevin is going to cash out in regards to the divorce. But spousal support is something different Because that's after we were divorced That means I still gotta pay you once you're, you're already gone And in my personal opinion what Oh I thought we were do, talking
1: about Like while no, 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 they're separated
0: no. no he wants like You've left me and I need to maintain This lifestyle spousal support Which like I uh. said is stupid Because in the divorce He's going to get a bag He's, without a doubt. There's no way, way Wendy can avoid that because, like you said, he is an integral part in the, the building. Of, let's back to Rihanna. I hate to keep bringing her up, but my, my she knows. Keep these niggas she out knows. your
2: business. Kai keep these y'all. niggas can't out your no
0: business.
2: Can't trust
0: no Christian. Listen, say it again.
1: Can't trust no nigga. Can't trust no Christian. Kaya Shimon Motormouth said that.
0: <laughs> So um, Yeah Kevin That's a dub Take whatever you're gonna get From this divorce Which I know is gonna be A pretty decent bag And you know Go take care of your New child And your side chick Um, Speaking of people That are very familiar With uh, child support Chris Brown And Drake Are reportedly Collaborating Oh wow Yeah That's Um, interesting At Um Mr. Brown's birthday party. He apparently previewed some song that sounds like it features d- vocals from um, Mr. Y Y Z. Um, and it looks like there is going to be on Chris's upcoming album. You know, good luck to booking that number one so- chart. You know, song. Chart <laughs> anyway, I fuck that up. But <laughs> um, listen,
1: he has been on your girl lately, commenting. He
0: needs to stop. I have this. Okay, so I didn't want to even get into this. Right, been because really
1: doing some some fuck boy shit. I think it's Chris, very disrespectful.
0: Chris has a habit of doing this, and I'm very thankful that Robin never takes the bait. Um, he loves to like comment on her stuff because he knows it's going to cause a frenzy, and he knows it's going to get people talking, and he just wants that attention. You know what I mean? He knows that like all he has to do is like or comment on something. And people are going to like come to defend her. And then in, in defending her, you're going to have his fans that come defend him. And then you have people like crackhead-ass Justin going Bieber on? talking about Chris Brown is Michael Jackson and Tupac put together. First of all, first of all, first of all, first, second, and third of all.
1: One, two, and three.
0: <laughs> like, y'all need to stop disrespecting the artistry, the talent. And the, the, the iconic, you know, musical god that Michael Jackson was. Mm. And second of all, what is this Chris Brown and Tupac comparison? What, what is this? Like, what is this infatuation y'all have with comparing Chris Brown to Tupac? Like, where do, how does it make sense?
1: Because they want to they immortalize a man who was troubled. A man who was troubled. Instead but Tupac of immortalizing put men. his hands
0: on people. Yeah, why the fuck? That's where I'm like, what What's the connection? Like, there's not. There's nothing. There's no connection. Yeah,
1: there's no connection.
0: Tupac was They're a forward-thinking, you know, pro-black. You know, he did ballet in in, in high school. Like, like, what's the connection to performing arts? Like, he like, he's a talent. Not to say that Chris Brown doesn't have talent, but like, what is the connection? I don't get what the, like, the Tupac, like, Bobby Brown, sure. I get it. I see it. It's there.
1: Oh, definitely Bobby Brown. Definitely nah, they are, there. The they the crack, are the same. Between crack,
0: you know, putting your hands on iconic women, you know, the whole bad boy, you know, fucking the drugs. town. All of that. I get mm-hmm. it. It makes sense. But the Tupac thing? I don't get it.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Like, There's no shade. I don't get it, anyway. um are you excited to hear you know Breezy and Drizzy's new song?
1: I'm sure I'll be forced to hear
0: it. I won't next <laughs> next case <laughs> next case um so oh you know this you know, ooh the ghetto we 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 left the ghetto and we're f- further in the ghetto. Uh, we thought we left the ghetto, I should say, and we're further in the ghetto. <laughs> Razby has apparently joined the cast of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Uh, How do that, you feel that damn, about that, damn that damn Mona? That damn Mona. That damn Mona. That damn Mona. Every time you think she's down. She comes back. She comes back. Some, stronger than shit? Stronger than I but, mean. But then we consume it and we we eat it up. Yeah, we, we love do. it. And I have to say, I'm kind of looking forward to this because Razzie gonna a mess. be a fucking mess. He's a mess. He puts his hands on people, including women, which you know he needs to get dragged for. Because um, he was just found, just arrested Straight for to a mental hospital. For, for he was right just arrested there. for choking for choking his girlfriend like not too long ago.
1: That's a troubled man.
0: Like he's very troubled, and you know, and he probably shouldn't be. Recorded by TV cameras right now He needs to be you know Seated on someone's couch Seeking therapy getting his life together But instead he'll be on Love and Hip Hop running Around acting a fool so I'm sure between That and all the drama that went down with you know B2K and this millennium tour it seems. Is it it over? It might be I don't honestly Don't know I haven't kept up I like Um, your little sexy style (laughs) I have not kept up um. So yeah, Rasby is going to be in for love and hip hop Holly- for love hip hop Hollywood, and Tierra Marie is out. Monster. One day in, and the next. You know, I have to say Tierra Marie probably has the most pitiful <laughs> career trajectory of like all time. Like, how do you go from the princess of the rock? To barely holding on to a love and hip hip hop gig, to now you don't even have that love and hip hop gig. You just have beef with Fifty Cent on Instagram,
1: and he's trademarked all your shit. Like, make so it. You make can't even make a coin. Like,
0: he's just fucks like, you up what, and gags you. Like, how do you fumble all of the bags? How would you revive her career? What would you do? Give her one tip. Go to college. <laughs> Get a degree, get a job, <laughs> suck a dick, the right dick, something. But no, seriously, I would tell her to just hang it up. You know, for t- you know what would have been a smart move for Tierra years ago would have been to secure herself a basketball player. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and some babies have, wife. have a baby or two And just settle down So back. been like Shamari from Housewives Right you know Sometimes you just need to find your lane And get in that lane And I feel like she's been swerving And swerving and swerving And now she's just off She went off a cliff And I don't think there's any coming back So you know um, Godspeed Tier Marie God. Godspeed You'll Listen definitely need a sponsor to at this point Definitely be kitty girl. By the way sponsor was my shit I was listening to that you this weekend You put the low profile on my car <laughs> Treat me to a petty bus man Ikea uh-huh. Anything I want but Yes I don't I just uh, Godspeed Yeah Godspeed here, I want girl. the best for her you know, I did too, but at this point, I feel like she doesn't want the best for herself.
1: She, you know what, Jay so you need to decide to do what's right by her. Jay, okay. Jay, Jigga Man, you need to call your Marie and take her back. Ooh, 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 ooh. Put a little budget behind her, give
0: her a 360 deal, and
1: put this listen, girl back out.
0: Listen, listen, listen.
1: Put her in the gym. She has a decent listen. voice. Put Listen. her in the gym,
0: Listen, and then Linda. get her a Listen, vocal
1: coach. Linda. Go go straight, making a band style. Listen. Send this bitch
0: back. It's, it's a wrap.
1: And then
0: it's a wrap. <laughs> Put a fork in her. She's done. <laughs> Take it out of the oven. It's burnt. It's
1: send her overseas. Let her get her the, buzz the, again. The, the
0: chicken is not lovely. Have it her do over, some shows it overseas. Overcooked. It's done. It's it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Okay. Tierra needs to, like I say secure herself an athlete. Hell, secure yourself a businessman at this point, and just you, can, you can know, find, her find find peace and happiness <laughs> outside of the music industry and entertainment industry. Period, because <laughs> it's not happening, love. Yeah, yeah, it's not right. So that was it for this week's wind down. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Malik. You guys, the first it is time
1: for us to introduce our brand new segment. Can you guys say it with me, brand new segment?
0: I feel like there should be some music someplace. Could, yeah, we have to add like a song, like a like a bell like a or intro. something, something we'll really cute. We'll get there. We'll get there.
1: So, <laughs> so one of our <laughs> listeners from right here in Atlanta, Karen mm-hmm. says, for our the, oh. new, the new segment, spill it that you can write into or email us at. Uh, GrowingUpGay at gmail dot com. Sorry, GrowingUpGayPodcast podcast at gmail dot com.
0: It's actually either one.
1: Oh, Ooh. it's both of them. Ooh, yes. <laughs> you are sickening. Yes. All right. So yeah, email us, or you, you can always you know DM us or tweet us, whatever. Just get in right. contact with us, uh, and we'll keep all your, your information private, of okay? okay. Okay. So Karen from Atlanta writes. How do I not get drugged into the negative And gossipy conversation With my coworkers over lunch So
0: how You mind your business <laughs> That's how When everyone's talking shit You know what you do Mm-mm Mm. Well look at that. I just need to give me some water because I'm a little thirsty. Oh. I'm I'm going to separate myself from this conversation right now. I'll be right back. You know. Or you can just do it like me. Wow. Wow. A word. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. Oh, she said that? Damn. Mm. Mmm. Mmm. Wow. Just
1: wow. uh, mmm. Mm. mm.
0: Wow. Ooh. Or you can indulge. I mean if you wanna <laughs> if, you if you wanna want to indulge teach. if you wanna indulge, you can, you know, I always say ain't ain't, ain't no business like somebody else's business. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ain't no business like somebody else's business. Okay. Okay, fuck show business. It'll, ain't it'll no business like someone else's business. But no, seriously, if you wanna stay out of all the, the negative gossipy drama literally the only way you can do that is to exclude yourself from those conversations mm-hmm. i you know in the great words of xavier delo "Ooh, say no to co-workers yeah okay i you know i tell people all the time i'm here to clock in and clock out that's about it goodbye that's it That's all i have to offer i don't really care what y'all are doing or what's going on over there i mind my business
1: yeah, I need to work on that because let me tell you something. When folks are gossiping at work, I'm like, huh?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, listen, I didn't say I don't listen. <laughs> I
1: listen. I be listening. I just in. don't engage. Oh, but you know what? Right? Yeah, I'm a listener. I just listen in. I never engage back with them. I never gossip with them holding my job because I just don't. Um, but I listen. I listen. I listen. I listen, and I be into it. I love understanding these whole dynamics. Bitch, I found out. A few weeks ago That these hoes Threw down at the job Last year Before I started working there That's why they beefed They got me.
0: into a fight?
1: A woman that's in accounting Was beefing with another woman Over in payroll And these bitches This whole slapped her My What? Fr- my friend Is the woman in accounting The other woman Is in payroll Apparently the story goes The woman in payroll Was standing In the kitchen My friend Walked over near Where she was standing Excused herself Cause she needed to get something out of the drawer Where the woman was standing My friend takes something out of the drawer Closes the drawer The woman opens back up Intentionally bumps her my And they friend got said, to throw in corporate hands My friend said why did you bump me She said I did what I want to do bitch And the <gasps> hoes got the bucking And let me tell you something I work in a I, I work in a, a corporate office you guys
0: Love and hip hop, <laughs> corporate
1: Atlanta. <This> is some <laughs> crazy shit happened out here. So um, I, I would just stay out of it. I don't want to be involved.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, oh. just do yourself a favor. Mind your business.
1: Mind your business.
0: My, mind the business that pays you.
1: Ooh. Keep, keep your okay. job. Keep your job. Your day job. It finds you with something else because you need more than one income anyway these days.
0: Multiple streams. Hello. And that's a free word. Huh.
1: And with that being said,
0: <laughs> that's it for this week's Growing that's Up it. Gay. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. As always, please feel free to reach out to us um, on our social medias. Our Instagram is Grown, G R O W N, like I am, Up Gay. Our Twitter is growingupgay underscore um, You can follow Malik on uh, Twitter at Yomalik And on Instagram at Malik Khalid Yoga And you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore V-A-U-N Or on Instagram at Vonagram And be sure, like I said, and like Malik said earlier If you want to contribute to our Spill it segment that's, our ans- uh, that's where we answer questions, we give out advice Um... And it can be in regard to anything It doesn't just have to be in regard to coworkers. It can be in regard to health, wellness You know, finances You know, personal drama If, you know, your baby daddy ain't treating you right And you want to know mm. what you should do Or if trade is playing in your face Ooh, And, you know trade you is playing want to know.
1: in people's faces he He's so fucking tricky. tricky Tricky-ass trade Tricky-ass trade Tricky-ass
0: trade Tricky-ass trade, tricky-ass trade. Um, So, yes, all of those things, you can contact us at Vaughn at Grown Up Gay, Malik at Grown Up Gay, or GrowingUpGay at gmail.com, or podcast at gmail.com. Whichever you think suits you best. And all of this can be found in the info section of wherever you're listening.
1: Whenever, wherever.
0: Bye.